Today I got time, yes. Today I got time, yes. Today I got time, yes. On that day, I was acting cool, cuz what? Nigga, what's up? How gangster are you, cuz? Hey. I don't fuck with you, cuz you disrespecting me. Woo. I don't fuck with you, cuz you disrespecting me. I, I go hard, cuz. Hey, you guys. <laughs> I'm still under the weather. <laughs> you can hear it in my voice, but I'm trying to hang in there. Thank y'all for coming through. Let me see. Let me pull up on my little screens, child. I hope everybody's doing good. It is the day before Thanksgiving. Child, when I tell you, I cannot wait. You know what is so funny? Like, y'all be crack. Hey, y'all. Glad y'all can see me. Y'all be cracking me up. Somebody literally sent me a message. And they're like, T, you gonna make that seafood dressing again this year? And I, I had forgot all about this. Like, y'all be coming at me like y'all was here. Y'all know the ins and outs. I was cracking up because I had forgot last year I had made this seafood dressing for the first time. I made it from scratch. And I guess I had posted on social media, child. I forgot. So I had to go back to like Google reminders, like my Google memories and pull up the video. I was like, damn, I did make that. But they was asking, like they was coming over here for Thanksgiving. So to answer your question, yes, I'm going to go ahead and make that seafood dress. And I went today, I went shopping, went and got all my ingredients and stuff like that. So I am super excited for Thanksgiving tomorrow, but I'm like still under the weather. It's like everybody I know is sick. It is crazy. Like everybody either got the flu, got the cold, everybody keeps passing stuff back and forth, child. And then, you know, as you get older, you don't bounce back as quick. I'm like, damn, I'm going on two and a half weeks. Can I just be okay? So bear with me, y'all. <laughs> I'm trying to hang in there. Um, let me go ahead and read this super chat here from Erin Moore. Uh, she says, hey, auntie, love you and your channel. Hope you enjoy Thanksgiving. Would love to hear your opinion on the August situation. Thank you so much. We talked about it yesterday on the podcast, uh, me and Emily. So make sure you check that out. Um, child, he done helped to ruin the damn Smith family. And now he want to come out the closet, just fall out the closet after he done helped to ruin the family. But you know, it is what it is. At this point, I'm not shocked by anything that goes on in Hollywood. Okay. Uh, like I've been saying for a while, I, I've been feeling like he was smashing the whole family. Even lesbian Willow. I, I think he was getting with the whole family at one point in time. He's just gone from family member to family member. Hence why Will didn't have no smoke. Hence why Jaden had more smoke for Chris Rock than August. I said, damn, Jaden doing a lot of talking and going off on Chris Rock. But the man who was smashing his mama and damn near helped to destroy the marriage. Crickets. <laughs> I'm just saying. But um, I will say that is his boyfriend. His boyfriend is fine. Well, damn, August is fine. Let's keep that real. So I don't know. Another one bites the dust, child. But it, <laughs> he said, I'm going to leave Will. I'm going to leave Will. I'm going I'm to I'm leave Will. And, and you know what I'm saying? Switch sides. Just totally just left Will, left Jada, and find him a new man hoodie. But, you know, whatever makes August happy, that is his business. But yeah, I wasn't expecting that plot twist at all. I was not expecting that plot twist. And before I forget, y'all, we have a new deep dive. So for um, all the members, uh, Patreon people and Discorders, in case you missed the announcement, the new deep dive is out. It's about two hours long. It's about industry sacrifice. And you know what I'm saying? Just a lot of just deep stuff, um, you know, that went on, that just goes on in the industry. Um, a lot of people were really shocked 
about the Bushwick Bill T. Um, I didn't know he had, somebody said he died. Child, I didn't know. Matter of fact, let me Google, is he still alive? Cause I've always been hearing his name, but I guess it was his son that people were talking about. There's a Bushwick Jr. Bushwick Bill Jr. I didn't know the original one died. Damn, he died in 2019. Well, bless him. I, yeah, I didn't know that. I was in the documentary like, yeah, I hope him and Jay Prince are back cool again. Shit. I did not miss that one. I don't know how I missed that. I didn't know he died because, like I said, I keep hearing his name, Bushwick Bill. I didn't realize he had a son. So every time people are talking about Bushwick Bill, they're talking about the junior and not the senior child. Y'all be y'all. Somebody emails like, did you know he died? Because you was asking were him and Jay Prince cool, and I think he's dead. Um, yeah, he died in 2019. Well, bless him. I liked it that that uh, Halloween. Halloween fell on a weekend. Me and ghetto boys was trick or treat in, robbing little kids for bags. Y'all not ready, okay? I did. I liked a few of the ghetto boys songs, but it's Thanksgiving, okay? We're over Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. But the point of me bringing up Bushwick Bill is that he was calling out Jay Prince back in when you know back when I was in high school, child. Jay Prince put a death clause in his contract. And Bushwick Bill wasn't having it. He went and lawyered up and blasted Jay Prince. Like, how dare you put this damn death clause in my contract? Y'all gotta watch the deep dive. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not spilling no more tea. But that's why I was even bringing it up. Yeah, man. Look, Island Girl said that was my jam back in the day. Yeah, that was the jam, man. Let me stop for they trying to flag my stream. You know, last time I was singing So For Real, I had about 10 record companies trying to claim my voice. I said, I can't even sing. Talking about you're not allowed to sing our lyrics. We want the money from the entire stream. It was a mess. Um, but yeah, I, I, I liked it, that song. So rest in peace. I had no idea. Rest in peace. Yeah, I feel like Stacey Dash. <laughs> Yes, that's so messed up, Roderick. He gonna say, not Stacey Dash. Y'all are mean. I did not know. Now I do feel like Stacey Dash. <laughs> Remember she was crying about DMX? Like, oh, I didn't know he died. Damn. I just didn't know. I don't know where I was at. <laughs> what was I at? Tw Girl, I 2019, I was living my best life, COVID-free. Yeah, I had no idea, but like I said, rest in peace to him. I still remember his, you know, his lyrics from his songs and stuff like that. So anyways, y'all watch the deep dive when y'all get a chance. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a really good deep dive. But um, oh, it's a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about today. And they fixed my thing so I can share my screen now. Let's see how many people we got here. Okay, good. We have close to 5,000 people in the house. Y'all come on in. Come on in. Um, Let's see here. Oh, we got to talk about this situation with uh, Nicki Minaj, Coyla Ray, Bia, Lotto. Woo! I find it very, very funny. Somebody's awfully quiet. All this tea's being spilt on the internet. I ain't heard a peep from Miss Minaj. Keep seeing her barbs everywhere, you know, trying to defend her. So for y'all who don't know what happened, the other day, everybody was minding their business, and now the sudden, bam, 130 tracks from Lotto 
leaked on the internet. Some Barb, this Barb runs this page. Now the Barb is claiming she's 13. Like I told Malachi, I don't believe shit some of these Barbs say. Um, people be trying to write, you know, their age young, so that way they probably can't get sued. You're like, oh, it's a kid. We know, fuck that. It's a big bar behind that page. Where is this 13-year-old getting all this music to leak? And she's been leaking music for a while. But she claims on her page that she's 13. Anybody writing that they're 13, they're not 13. Because when you're 13, you're trying to be older. 13-year-olds like all the time. They're everything but 13. They're 16. They're 19, and the way a lot of y'all kids look nowadays, half y'all 13-year-olds look like y'all damn 21. I said, I ain't never seen a 13-year-old claim to be 13 voluntarily, unless they're, you know, in science class or something. So the person is writing that they're 13, and they don't leak out all this music. Ooh-wee. Music we ain't never heard, music that we've heard, and they all came from Lotto's thing. I really can't play the music, but I want y'all to kind of see what I'm talking about here. Make sure I have the right. Uh, where's the thing at? Okay, Miss Lotto. Let me read to y'all this real quick. So they don't leak her stuff. All right, there we go. So, Lotta was trending after 130 songs leak, including Bia and Coyle Ray's demos and, Tor and a Tory Labs, Tory Lane's collab. Um, let's see here. So this is a whole lot of money. Okay. Then uh, this song with her and Tory leaked. Now, what was very interesting is that the demo for Blick Blick leaked right and it sounds just like the way nikki rapped it okay and so what a lot of people were saying you know the slow folks they were saying that basically um lotto was writing for all these people i'm like this is what y'all got from what we posted so I had to come online and, you know, basically set the record straight. Like, I, I, I just don't get it. So this is what some people were saying. So I wrote on, on Instagram, I said, I think some of y'all are confused in the comments. Lotto doesn't ghostwrite for anybody. These are reference tracks. Proven that most of these girls in the industry use writers and reference tracks for their songs. This is why there's multiple females rapping the same lyrics on the same song. This doesn't mean that Lotto wrote the lyrics, capiche? Okay? So that's what I was trying to let people know because people were saying that Lotto wrote the lyrics for Nicki Minaj. This is proof that Nicki doesn't write. Um, then people started getting on Koi LeRae because Nicki and Koi did a live stream and Nicki was asking her, how do you come to your writing process? And it was very odd to watch, but I want y'all to watch this. Um, and I'm going to come back with what I, I think. This was just a very weird question, in my personal opinion. Pull this up here. All right, this is Nikki and Koi. Did it take to come up the hook? The hook first, or did you just start rapping at the top of the verb of the beat and then just went into the hook? Just did the hook first. 
and then, then the verse. I, I don't, I don't know, know. It depends. depends. Like, like when I'm in the studio, like, like whatever, whatever vibe, vibe I just Okay, so look at Nikki's face. Let me see if I can go back up. And then no, 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 not you, big One man. Cup. Okay, y'all look look at Nikki's face. You guys are saying there's an echo? Okay. Hold on. I'm seeing people saying that there's an echo. Okay, hold on. They changed the way that we present on StreamYard, and I don't know why. But we had to share the audio. If I don't share the audio, then it's not. Let me let me try and play it again. Let me know if you guys hear echo. I'm gonna uncheck this audio thing, and let me know if you guys if it's silent or if you guys hear echo, because this is how they told me I had to do it going forward. So let me share my screen um, again. Now, what is your process like? How long how long did it take you to come up with the hook? Did you do the hook first, or did you just start rapping at the top of the of the ver of the beat and then just went into the hook? Okay, perfect. Thank you guys. Like I said, this is a new way of doing it. So I'll make sure when I share the screen again, I won't check the share audio. So thank y'all for that. So like I was saying, y'all seen Nikki's face. I find it very interesting that that is the question that Nikki chose to ask her. This is somebody that you chose to collaborate with because I guess you saw potential in her, honey. I don't know. But she goes to ask her her writing process. But Nikki is the queen of subtle shade. Y'all let her call her generous queen. Yeah, she's generous, all right. She's generous with the damn shade. If you look at her eyes, the way she's, she's it's almost like she's trying not to laugh. She's making all these weird faces like. Y'all know I'm the queen of, you know what I'm saying, facial expressions. Nikki is too. I feel like Nikki was setting all of this up because she's trying to prove that these girls have no pen game. That these girls don't really write. One thing I can say about Nikki is that she's very serious about, you know, lyricism and um, being a rapper. And she takes this seriously. I've even seen interviews where she was saying that it's insulting. You would never, you know, go to a boxer, go to Muhammad Ali or Michael Jordan and, you know, tell them that it's not that big a deal. They don't have to train and anybody can be a boxer. Anybody can be great. No, they train at their craft and she feels like this is her craft and people need to write. So I found that very interesting. That interview was about maybe two, three months ago. So a lot of people have dug that back up. And so now we fast forward and we have the whole Blick Blick situation with um, with Lotto and Nikki, you know, rapping that same verse. Now, what a lot of people do, um, a lot of writers, a lot of people who work in studios, they'll have different reference tracks and they'll have, you know, different girls rap to them. 
That is the same situation that happened with Cash Doll and Cardi. I forgot for what song. I remember Cash Doll came out, you know, mad about it. Um, I think it was like a song with Cardi and YG. I might be wrong. And Cash Doll said that she had that song first, but they went with Cardi because she was a bigger artist. So this happens all the time. The same thing when Meg um, got rid of, uh, who's the girl? Asian Doll. Her and Asian Doll were supposed to do a song together. Meg decided to do it with the City Girls. So they do stuff like that all the time. Okay, what's the YG song? See, I be, okay, I be in the, I be in the loop, child. I might, you know, mix up certain things and certain names. I might call an album an EP. I might say, you what I call, uh, I meant to say Unk and Few and I was calling it Neff and Few, child. Y'all know what I mean. But, um, so now Koyla Ray is addressing the situation. First, let me show y'all what Lotto had to say about the situation. So, this was Lotto. The Barb's have just been dragging these girls all the past 48 hours. So, this is what Lotto posted. And uh, all she did was basically repost what she wrote back on October 14th. Remember when I did that video about her and Nikki feuding and she caught Nikki, uh, a 40-year-old bully, called her the, the grandma of, of you know, hip-hop. Uh, she says, Nikki was basically saying to her that I have, like, you know, your reference tracks. And Lotto replies back. She says, I'll post them my goddamn self. They'll all tell you I write, too. I heard a few of your reference before they came out, too, boo. You forgot we all collab with the same writers. Differences, I don't deny it. The world been seeing me writing since I was 16 on national television. So that is what Lotto posted, at, you know, instead of addressing the fact that 130 songs leaked. Um, and, of course, one of the barbs says, we posting you addressing Nicki Minaj when this has nothing to do with her is so weird. You have spoke on your leaks and ref you could have spoke on your leaks and references without going back to that. Just weird. Child. Anyways, so it's clearly obvious who is behind this leak. Okay. Um, I don't doubt Nikki, Nikki's camp being behind the leak, but I do find it very interesting, okay, that she did go back and reference that and, you know, repost what she was talking about a few months ago when she was battling back and forth with Nikki. But to be fair, people were also saying that Nikki didn't mention Lotto's name, but Lotto got upset when Nikki was referencing the whole Grammy situation, okay? So now we're going to go ahead and listen to what Koi LeRae and Bia had to say, because Bia was also, her reference track for a whole lot of money came out. So let me uh, share with y'all what Bia had to say, and then I'll play y'all the, the Coyle Ray video. So somebody says, I'm so confused. What does all this even mean? Does this mean that Lotto wrote the songs? I don't understand how a lot of y'all think that Lotto wrote like just all this music. It's very strange. I think... And I get it. I guess if you're not in the studio, if you don't work on music, I think a lot of people don't understand what reference tracks are. But I was amazed at how many people thought that Lotto was like just writing all this music. Um, so Bia says, no, London. No, London J wrote the hook. I wrote the pre and the verse. It's not rocket science. Thank you, Bia. 
Then she goes on to say, writing credits. You know you can check those. Stop playing. And then in Whole Lot of Money, it says, written by Bianca Landero, London J, Roderick Doss Jr., T. Rom uh, Romano. I don't see anything on here for Lotto. I don't know what her real name is. So these are the people who wrote it. Then she goes on to say, but NTM on this because I really don't care who writes and who doesn't. I only care about making the best songs that I can make. Okay. And then she also goes on to show more writing credits. So now that is what Bia had to say about the situation. So now I want to show you guys um, what Corey LeRae. Oh gosh, all I see is unicorns. <laughs> the unicorns are here. So let me show y'all what Coy LeRae had to say here. So give me just a sec. I'm going to play a bit of her uh, live stream. All right. Let me know if y'all can't hear it. Uh, it's unfortunate that what happened to Lotto, I, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. It's fucked up. It's foolish. There's a lot of hard work um, that a lot of people put into the music. Not only the uh, artists, but the producers and, you know, for people to just go and really leak something that's precious to someone. It's just corny. Um, but I'm here to speak for myself and I do want to give a little education real quick. Um, first of all, Heidi, no letting up, add it. Um, and I'm looking at notes, by the way. I have my notes because I had to really make sure I, you know, make sure I have what I want to say very clear. So, Huddy, no letting up, added, did it. Um, no more parties. Fucking twin of them. Big Purr involved. I got my whole album. I mean, every single feature written by me. Um, so I know my pen game is super amazing. Thank you to all my supporters. Timeless music is not created. Like you can't create it by yourself. I mean, you can, because a lot of people do. But if you look at some of the biggest records in the world, for example, Michael Jackson Thriller, that was written by uh, Rod Temperton. He's a British man, soulful brother. Um, and yeah, it's one of the greatest songs in the world. And again, I am listing icons and I'm educating you guys on something because I feel like this is important and the music industry needs to get a little shift a little bit to understand, you know, music and like real music, timeless music. And you probably all like saying that like, well, not all of y'all, but y'all probably like, oh, whatever. What do you know? But trust me, I'm super talented. You can fucking see, you can check the charts, you can check my numbers, but I know what I'm talking about. Trust me, you will see. Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You, written by Dolly Parton. Big record, one of the biggest records in the world. Again, icon. Um, the Dream, wrote Umbrella, Rihanna, Single Ladies, Beyonce. Um, this does not discredit Oh, and Pooh Bear, another amazing writer, legend. 
this does not discredit none of these icons and these artists talent pen game and what they do mariah carey's online she's playing and she's also another amazing writer um there would be no game without writers there would be no game without rappers now i mean writers now when it comes to rap i also understand that as well but i mean you know i'm, I'm i do melodies i'm melodic i'm not sitting here trying to rap battle nobody i'm not gonna you know you see my double xl freestyle i'm not the best thinker when it comes to freestyles but when it comes to me taking my time and writing the song i'm amazing so i can admit that i'm not like the best freestyle like you know i i feel like I all right girl girl bye um now y'all know i like coyla ray i like you know twinning them you know she got some you know fun you know bops um I wasn't really into Bleak Bleak though. Black Bleak 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 came and went for me. Um, I don't like being gaslit. I, I'm gonna I'm keep it real with you. I don't like the gaslighting, Miss Coyle Ray. Okay, that's what you're trying to do right now. You're trying to gaslight, and I don't like it. Now let me say this: Who remembers my Static Major documentary? My deep dive I did on Static Major and the the writing industry. Um, I mean, that was a very good documentary. If you guys have not watched it, watch it. And I talked about songwriters and songwriters not getting their credit. I talked about how, um, you know, people wrote songs for Beyonce, Rihanna, Michael Jackson. I talked about all of this stuff. The difference though, Koi, you're trying to compare yourself to singers. Okay. You're not educating us on anything new. We've been known that singers have writers. Okay. Dolly Parton wrote, I will always love you for Whitney Houston. Um, you know, so many people have written songs for writers. Money Love, uh, Money Love, excuse me, she's another writer who's now singing, you know, songs. Uh, Neo, The Dream, they've all written for people. So you're not teaching us anything new. The difference is you're trying to compare yourself to people who are singers. That is what the songwriting industry for singers and R&B is about people getting in the room and collaborating with each other, throwing ideas around. And the songwriters are writing songs. Some songwriters can sing, some can't, some just don't have the look or the physique. So they rather write and then sell their songs to the artist. Okay. The difference is you're not a singer, ma'am. You're a rapper. Okay. So you're comparing apples to oranges. And like I said, this is no shade, but I just got to keep it real. I, like I, I have no dog in the fight with any of these people. Um, you're trying to compare yourself to singers. You're not a singer. You came into this game as a rapper. Okay. So when you come into a game as a rapper, we expect you to rap. We expect you to write your own music. We expect you to be a writer. Now, I don't doubt that Coyle Ray writes you know, at least some of her music, right? I think she does write some of her music. Um, I don't think it'd be fair to just say that most female rappers don't write anything. But I think what has happened is this. When rap started, it was about telling a story. <coughs> be it your story or your homeboy's story or just people in your neighborhood. You were writing that story, just like how Ice Cube was writing all that music for N.W.A., uh, Daz and Corrupt wrote a lot of stuff for the Dog Pound and, and Snoop and all them. They were all writers. So now we fast forward to 2022. And I think the problem now is that 
the word rapper has gotten so watered down. You have a lot of people who are literally factory rappers. You have an industry that's behind them. They write a song, they might be viral for something, and now anybody can be a rapper. Case in point, Bad Baby. The little white girl from Dr. Phil, Cash Me Outside. She literally went on to Dr. Phil and she ended up becoming a rapper. So much so that Gucci Flip Flops ended up on the billboard. And she's now considered a rapper. Little Yachty wrote most of her stuff. And I and so I get the frustration for people like Nikki, Remy Ma, Little Kim, um, you know, Foxy Brown, people who really, for you to even be taken seriously, especially as a female, you had to be able to write. You had to be able to write your own raps. And I'm not saying that when you're in the studio, you're not getting help because people bounce ideas off of each other all the time, right? They might say, nah, add this line or, or you know, add this bar or take this out. So people do that, but the process should be your own. But I think now it's gotten so bastardized that you have reference tracks with four and five different people on these, you know, who have wrapped these same reference tracks. That's because music is and rap is no longer about feeling. It's just been commodified. It's just about a, a hot beat, a hot song. Like Beyonce said years ago, people don't even make full albums anymore. It's just about dropping a quick single, you know, just whatever's hot. And I think that's, you know, it, it's sad. It's sad. But I, I feel bad for Lotto that 130 of her songs leaked. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of the situation, I don't think it was okay to leak her music because that's still music that they were working on and trying to surprise the fans with that now it's not a surprise to anyone or people really going to go out and stream it and buy it. No. So I think it was done on purpose. And I feel like Nikki... And her team were definitely behind it because I feel like Nikki is slowly just trying to prove a point that these girls are not writers. They're not on her level. Stop comparing her to these girls. But regardless if she thinks they're on her level or not, I don't think it was okay to leak Lotto's music. I, I don't. I don't agree with that at all. But um, look, somebody's going to say Nikki innocent. Well, I mean, it's just I don't I just find it interesting that she's quiet. Her nemesis is being, you know, embarrassed and Nikki just, she's quiet. No, she's somewhere in the background sipping tea. She, she's, she reminds me of, uh, who's the girl from Mean Girls? Regina George. You know how she like threw all the papers, showing all the receipts from the burn book and then just walked off casually into the sunset while the whole school went crazy and was fighting each other. That's Nikki. She just released all these tracks. And now the girls are fighting it out and trying, uh-uh, I write my own music. Why write my own music? Oh, it's a reference track. That's literally how that just played out. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, I guess for me, I wouldn't be as offended about them, about these reference tracks coming out if these people would stop lying and saying that they write their own music. I think at this point in time, hip hop just needs to be honest. And that goes for everybody, Drake included. Okay. Remember, they found his ghostwriter and the ghostwriter, Quentin, Quentin Miller, got beat up. I think at this point, rap needs to be honest and say, like, hey, I have help. I have writers. I have a guy in the studio, you know, that maybe is not as dope or whatever, or I'm the main face. 
because every other genre is honest about it. Country, they're honest about it. R&B, they're honest about it. It's only rap where they keep saying that, oh, I write my own stuff. Well, no, you don't. Most of y'all do not write all of your own music 100%. Maybe back in the day, but nowadays, no. A lot of them are getting help. And I think that that's where, you know, people need to be honest. So that way when reference tracks leak, when things like this happen, nobody's shocked. If this was R&B, nobody would care. Nobody would even care if this was an R&B reference track. But because these girls keep screaming that they're writers and they write and I write and I write. And then a reference track comes out and you guys are all rapping the same exact lyric. Well, obviously you guys didn't write that because everybody doesn't think the same. When you hear a beat, you might envision one thing that goes with the beat versus the person right next to you. But if you guys are all regurgitating the same words verbatim, somebody else wrote them. I don't care if it's the hook. I don't care if it's the verse. I don't care if it's the bridge. Somebody you had help. And I think that's where they need to be honest. So, yeah, you, you can't gaslight me into trying to bring up Michael Jackson and Mariah Carey. Ma'am, you're not a singer. You're a rapper. So that the comparison is silly. OK, I just yeah, you know, I'm going to be honest with it. I think at this point in time, if these females are going to call themselves rappers, they need to make sure that they are writing their music. And if you're going to get help, then how about we give these songwriters some some you know um not credit because of course they get credit on the album but if you watch my documentary that i made a lot of songwriters they're they don't make money like that they only get money from that credit but the artist is still able to do tours and travel and you know what i'm saying do shows songwriters can't do that and and it gets really shady they even have some songwriters, you know, sign clauses where they can never admit that they were the songwriter. That's when you have, you know, the ghostwriter situation. So that's my thing. If we're going to use people to help us, then give them that shine. Give them that credit as well. You know what I'm saying? But again, people don't want to do that because if the songwriter is colder than the artist, then why are we listening to the artist? Why are we, why are you my favorite rapper if the person hello, back here, is doing all the work. Well, now, I don't want to hear from you. I want to hear from her because these are her experiences and what she's been through. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be, you know, interesting to see where rap goes with this. Are we just going to say, well, fine, at this point, writing doesn't matter, storytelling doesn't matter, just make a hot track and that's it, that's all. You know, so, yeah, th this whole situation shocked a lot of people. It really did. Let me read some of these um Super chats here. Um, JD Scott, thank you for the 1999. Appreciate you. Everett Stark sent 999 says, Thank you for all your hard work. Lovely tea. Thank you so much for coming through. I appreciate you. Um, <clears throat> Amaya, I think I said that right, said, I needed this live tonight. I graduate college next month. Your videos have definitely got me through these four years. You're the best. That is awesome. And congratulations to you on graduating college. Um, let's see here. Uh, Pink and Black says, hey, T, thanks for giving me something to listen to. During my Thanksgiving shopping, love you, girl. Love you, too. Enjoy your shopping. 
I know it is packed out there in these streets. Everybody's doing all their last minute stuff. I went earlier this morning. Um, let's see here. Uh, JD sent nine ninety nine says, "Hey T, can you give a shout out to Muffin, my girlfriend? She's a longtime fan, and she got me watching you. Now we watch together all the time. Keep it up, and thank you for the tea. You are so welcome. Shout out to Muffin. Thank you guys both for supporting my channel and just supporting my content. I really appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving to the both of y'all. Uh, let's see here. Ty Jones says, "Hey T, it's already Thanksgiving here in Okin Okinawa." Shout out to all the service members overseas. Okay, that's Japan. I know that's Japan. Happy Thanksgiving to you and thank you for coming through and thank you for your service as well. Um, let's see here. La Love sent 10 says, if Trey Song skates out the closet too, my feelings will be hurt. Girl, don't get your feelings hurt over Trey Songs. He don't know how to keep his hands to himself. Trey Songs is crazy. Okay. Somebody else then came out with some more allegations against Trey Songs. So Trey signs can stay in the closet, cartwheel out the closet. I don't care. There's some, there, there's too many, where there's smoke, there's fire. So I, I have no, nothing for Trey songs. So yeah, but thank you for the super chat. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, let's see. Uh, Kale Kendrick says, thank you for going live. Literally been crying all day. Tomorrow will be the second Thanksgiving without my mom and the first Thanksgiving without my sister. But I know this will make me forget a little. Thank you. Oh, you are so welcome. And I'm very sorry that you lost your mom and your sister. Um, I hope you have a good Thanksgiving in spite, you know, the loss of them. So definitely my condolences. Thank you for coming through and just spending some time with us today. I know that has to be hard around the holidays. Um, let's see here. Lauren sent five and says, what are your thoughts on the violent colorist attacks against Wendy? We're housewives of the Potomac. We'll talk about that in a bit. Come ahead on some colorism stuff. So remind me to talk about that in a bit. Um, Tony, Tony sent 49.99 says, you're all, you're all that love checking in with your live. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless you and your family. Love you, T. Thank you so much. And um, happy Thanksgiving to you as well. So thanks for coming through. Montoya Montana says, that's why it's called spelling. These Google witches can't compete with the Supreme. My good sis is evil. I don't even know what you're talking about. Are you talking about Nikki or who, who we talking about? Thank you for the super chat, though. Um, Gothboy says, so Mulatto has been in beef with these girls. Now all of a sudden she's beef with Nikki and her shit gets leaked. Interesting, but Nikki is a victim. Clown face emoji. Yeah, I don't see any victims in that situation besides Lotto. And like I said, it's just very interesting. They were beefing last month and now, you know, all this music has leaked. So I think you can put two and two together. So thank you for the super chat. Um, Let's see here. Okay, Gothboy sent another $9.99. He says, so we're talking about the same Nicki Minaj that's been raising hell on Twitter for the past few months and has nothing to say when Lotto, a girl recently needed, a girl recently needed got leaked. Okay. So you're, oh, hold on. That she, need, that she recently got into it, leaked. So you're saying that she had a lot to say about Lotto, but now that the leak is out, Nicki's silent. I agree. She's definitely gone radio silent. That's why to me it looks very suspicious, you know, but I digress. 
Um, Miss Simmons 91 says, happy holiday. Been watching you for years. Thanks for keeping me smiling, entertained, and educated. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. So I'm going to go ahead. Um, we have another sponsored ad. So I'm going to play that really quick here. And then we're going to get into these next topics. We got to talk about this stuff. It is a mess out here. Especially with um, <clears throat> Kelly and Chris Brown. We're going to talk about that as well. Give me just a second to find this ad. Where did this go? Okay, here we go. I had to put on my desktop. Okay. Let me go ahead and get this set up here. Just a second. Okay, here we go. So today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hold up. Oh, what happened? Hold on. Not play. Oh, I think it. Hold on. Let me make sure it plays. Give me just a second. If not, let me play the one from last week because that's already here. I don't know why that one didn't play and it stopped. Hold on. We're going to play last week's ad since that one, it must have not rendered all the way. Give me just a second. Okay. Here we go. We'll play this one instead. All right. Hey, you guys. I hope you guys are doing good today. Today's show sponsor is BetterHelp. And as you guys know, a lot of people are going through it. People are really stressed out. We have the cost of living going up. And a lot of people do not know what their future may look like in 2023. Did you know that a licensed therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small? Talking out your issues, problems, and fears with a licensed therapist can help you become less stressed and more confident in accomplishing your goals. So if you're thinking about trying out therapy, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's accessible, and it's all online. All you have to do is go onto their website and fill out a short survey, and they'll match with one of their hundreds of licensed therapists. And also, don't forget that if you're not clicking with that therapist, you can switch therapists at any time. So you're never going to be stuck with one particular therapist. So if you want to be a better problem solver and get your goals accomplished, therapy can definitely get you there. So make sure you guys go on to betterhelp.com slash sipslow to get 10% off of your first month. So once again, go on to the website betterhelp.com slash sipslow to save 10% off your first month. So make sure you guys check them out. All right, y'all, let me come back on the screen. All right, so sorry about that. I don't know why the other one didn't play that I recorded for today, but that's why you always keep a backup, honey. They pay for ad space. We're going to give them ad space. So definitely make sure y'all go check them out if you need any type of counseling or therapy. So now we got to talk about this whole Kelly Rowland situation because last week we talked about Kelly um, and her being disrespected by Peter Rosenberg. And now, honey, the Internet done turned on Miss Kelly. And they are dragging her for this Chris Brown situation. 
So what basically happened is that Chris Brown was supposed to perform at the AMAs and him, I guess him and Sierra, they were going to do like a Michael Jackson performance. Um, he did one a few years ago, I think on BET or something. And so the AMAs, after having him practice over and over again and go to rehearsals at the last minute, they decided to cancel the entire performance. So Chris Brown was very upset. Um, he went on to social media. He complained about it. And so during the AMAs, I'm not going to play the award ceremony, but he had gotten an award for something and Kelly Rowland went up there to accept the award for Chris. And some people in the audience started booing. And Kelly was like, no, y'all need to be quiet. And then she basically was like, you know, Chris is talented, da, 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 gave him props and said that she was proud to take this award on his behalf. And so I didn't think too much of it, but I, I just was like, okay, it's very weird that it seems like she's constantly caping for Chris, but maybe I'm reaching. And so now she gets confronted by paparazzi, right? Let me show y'all this. She's um, trying to get in her car and paparazzi come up to her and they start asking her about the Chris Brown situation. So let me play this for y'all real quick here. Okay. fingers at anybody, we should realize how grateful we are for every moment that we get for even even our, our own things that we have. I just think it's important to remember to be human. We are humans and yeah. Do you feel human. like he needs to he, I mean, he needs to be forgiven for like, you know, what he did? I mean, you know what? We all need to be forgiven for anything that we could be doing, anything that we're thinking. We all come up short in some sort of way. And grace is real. And, and we are humans. And everybody deserves grace, period. Yeah. I know you too, bye. Yeah. I have to- okay, so that is what Kelly had to say. And it triggered a lot of people. Um, even Jackie, um, Ina, uh, who's a makeup guru, she had commented on my page and I ended up pinning her comment. Um, and this is what Jackie said. She had over a thousand likes. So Jackie says, I'm an abuse survivor myself, and it will absolutely never, ever under any circumstances be appropriate to tell people who should forgive, who they should forgive, support, and when they should do it. This is not about grace. People are allowed to have standards. And I believe not wanting to support someone who reminds you of harm slash trauma you've experienced is one of them. He's doing fine. I also don't think an artist who is routinely, openly colorist to dark-skinned Black women exclusively will ever be worth defending or supporting. So, um, you know, so we were having a lot of really good dialogue in the chat on Instagram about that situation. Now, they also went to Jordan Sparks, and they were also asking her. Let me play this. Other thing, I'm sorry. So, you know, you gotta ask you, you know, Kelly Bowman stood up for Chris Brown at the AMAs. Do you agree with her that maybe we should ask me about Chris? <laughs> we love Chris. Okay. No, we love Chris. He should have been there. Do you think that like people should just move on from what happened and like 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 I think honestly him? I think that shouldn't even be a conversation anymore. It's about his talent. They should they just shouldn't cancel the performance. That's how I feel about it. Right. I appreciate you. I don't want to no. press you. Thank you so much. No, no, no. You're fine. I just think. 
people should deserve people deserve to be able to grow and learn and be able to live their life without things hanging over them. Everybody deserves that. So him especially. So Thank you I so agree. much. I you. All right, let me come back on the screen here. And thank you, Tracy, with the T. She said we have 10,000 people in the chat. Make sure y'all hit that like button. Um, so I guess my thing I, I've that's and I've asked this question in my chat. I'm not in the chat, but on Instagram. I don't understand Kelly Rowland's relationship with Chris Brown. But I know she seems to always be getting drugged behind Chris because this isn't the first time that she's caped for him. And so on social media, people are like really upset about this. And I'm going to play you guys another video that I have here of some screenshots and the things that people are saying to Kelly concerning Chris Brown and her, you know, constantly defending him. So let me um, pull this up here really quick as well. And there's no audio. I'm just going to read it. So uh, this person says it's not lost in me that she recently reunited with her absentee father. Um, their American Music Awards were right. Domestic abusers cannot be promoted, allowing Chris Brown to perform devalues other victims of domestic abuse. It's sad that black women like Sierra and Kelly Rowland defended him without thinking about the larger message to other victims. Because Sierra was also defending him as well. So people were upset about that. Uh, then this person says, I don't know, Kelly. I didn't I didn't know Kelly Rowland was this problematic. Didn't her ex didn't her ex-boyfriend used to abuse her allegedly? This person says Kelly Rowland defending an abuser in 2022 is so ridiculous. Not a fan of her. Hashtag Kelly Rowland. This person says, five minutes ago, y'all were giving Kelly her flowers and defending her over Rosenberg's ignorant comments towards her. Now y'all are against her because she's forgiven Breezy. Fickle AF ain't the word for y'all. Hashtag Kelly Rowland. This person says, why do, why do y'all think black women are so quick to cape and forgive black men? But when the shoes on the other foot, for example, Tory Lanez and Megan, the stallion, all the women in R. Kelly's case, there's not even a little bit of grace. Seriously, hashtag Kelly Rowland and Chris Brown. Somebody else says, do y'all see a pattern? It's only dark-skinned black women, Normani and Kelly Rowland, who get called out for defending Chris Brown is what she was saying. This person says 4,000 changes laid not just to NBL alone, the NFL, the M MLB, and other rappers, but because those women weren't Rihanna, they don't matter, right? Or how many of you own Beats by Dre and he's famous for beating on women? So this person is calling out the hypocrisy. This person says, Kelly's wrong. We don't, he, we don't deserve grace. Grace is the love that we do not deserve, but receive sometimes in spite of. There's a difference between grace, mercy, and favor. It's a great discussion, especially for faith-based people. Okay. Then this one says, Kelly Rowland is a clown for defending Chris Brown when he wouldn't even let dark-skinned women that look like her in his section at the club. And this person had 10,000 likes. This person says, if women like Kelly Rowland, Sierra, and even Rihanna have come out to speak good things about Chris Brown, to me, that means he's a good human being, not a monster that y'all want him to be so bad. 
a black man that made a black man that made a mistake at 19 doesn't have to pay for it his whole life. This person says, so y'all don't remember when Chris Brown did that song, only love the bitches with the good hair. And during the controversy, Kelly Rowling commented, we love you, Chris, or something like that. She's been a Chris Brown fan, so I'm not surprised. This person says, embarrassing. Chris Brown is not only an abuser, but also a colorist who doesn't even like dark-skinned black women. He would never, he would have never done the same for Kelly Rowland. What the hell? It must be the drugs. Child, y'all accusing her of being on drugs and everything. Okay. So that was the last one. So like I said, this was like a huge back and forth on Twitter. Um, a lot of people with different, you know, opinions. Now, I will say this. Chris Brown has definitely said a lot of colorist things. Um, I remember him in Tokyo. I get all these damn Tokyos mixed up. Tokyo Vanity, Tokyo Tony, the big Tokyo. Is that Vanity? Then there's the one Tokyo Jets. I, there's like 50 million Tokyos. I want to say it's Tokyo Vanity, the big girl, because I follow her, but I... Okay, Tokyo Vanity, thank you, because I got there's about 50 million people claiming the name Tokyo. Um, but she came out years ago and talked about how Chris Brown refused to let any of the black girls in his section. And a lot of girls have talked about this. This happens all the time in the club. You know what I'm saying? Well, they'll make dark skinned girls wait outside and they'll let in, you know, the preferences. So he's definitely, you know what I'm saying, colorist. And it is very interesting that Kelly Rowland constantly capes for him and is constantly speaking on his behalf. And, you know, I don't think she needs to. I think Chris is grown enough to hold his own nuts. You know, if he wants to speak on the situation, so be it. I don't understand the women constantly coming to cape for him. Now, I will say this. I keep seeing a lot of people saying that Chris Brown has changed even Jordan Sparks, and I, and I like Jordan Sparks, you know what I'm saying? Um, but everybody keeps saying that Chris Brown was 19 when this took place. And I agree, you know, when you're a teenager, when you're young, we make mistakes, right? And even in that whole domestic violence situation with Rihanna, from what was stated, Rihanna put hands on him first, and that is how he reacted. And like I've always said on this channel, I don't feel like anybody, Male or female should put hands on anyone. When Krishan put hands on Blueface and Blueface reacted how he reacted, I condemn both of them. Blueface was wrong, but Krishan is also wrong for thinking that she can beat up on a man. I don't care how buff you are or how, you know what I'm saying, about that life you are. A woman's strength is never going to be the same of that as a man. Okay? We need to stop perpetuating that. If I buck up to a guy, right? And I think I can hit a guy. His hit's going to hit me and hurt me a lot worse than mine will to him. So I don't condone any of it. So now everybody's saying Chris was 19. Chris was young. And I could give him grace being young, but the problem is this, okay? Y'all keep saying he was 19 and this was so many years ago. But a lot of us have forgotten that it was in 2017 and 2018 that there were new allegations levied against Chris. And at this point in time, he was a grown ass man. So, you know, people have the right to not give him grace. 
Let me bring y'all these receipts. Because y'all keep talking about Rihanna as if Rihanna was the only victim of Chris Brown. Who remembers when, you know, his preference, uh, Karuchi, I can say her name now. I, I, I know how to pronounce her name now. When Karuchi came out, remember? Uh, his preference came out and had to get a restraining order. Said, Chris Brown threatened to kill me. This wasn't in 2008. This wasn't when he was a wee lad at the age of, you know, at the small age of 19. He was at the big age of damn near 20-something, maybe 30-something. Child, I don't, I don't know. Y'all got to do the math. But this here says 2017. That's almost 10 years since when the, 20, the 2008 incident with Rihanna happened. Y'all seem to have forgotten this. So let me read to y'all what they were saying. Chris Brown has been ordered, okay, by a judge. A judge saw fit to order this. He's been ordered to stay clear of ex-girlfriend Karuchi Tran after she filed legal docs stating that he vowed to kill her and he's beaten her up before. Karuchi claims in a sworn, a sworn statement to a judge earlier this month, Chris told a few people he was going to kill me. She says Chris told the friends if he can't have her, then no one can. Threatening he's going to take me out and threatening to shoot me. Karuchi also says, also says several years ago, Chris Brown punched me in my stomach twice and pushed me down the stairs. This would have been during the time that Chris was on probation for the Rihanna beating. Legal docs also claim that Chris has threatened to harm her, her friends, and, East, and even recently threw a drink at one of them. She worries that he's not putting actions behind his words, and that's why she's getting the restraining order. A few weeks ago, Chris posted this video with tracks with Karuchi, with Karuchi claims Chris was telling friends that if he couldn't have her, no one could. Ladies, y'all be complaining about niggas being like stalkers and love with y'all kind of crazy shit and get tired of them. Well, guess what? I'm one of them niggas. If I love you, bitch, ain't nobody gonna hate you. I'm gonna make you miserable. I'm gonna chase that nigga out. I'm gonna chase your ass around. And it's not okay. 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 Let me come back on the screen. So I'm confused as to all these people who are mad and folks who don't want to give him grace. Somebody has to give him grace. If you choose, and, and y'all know me, I, I, I don't tell people who, sh who they should be fans of. That is your, if you are, uh, if you are Team Breezy, I don't know what y'all's logo is, honey. Y'all put y'all's emoji in there too. I don't know if it's a pair of tap shoes or what. But if you're Team Breezy, that is your business. I've never came on here and told people y'all need to stop listening to him. If you like him, you ain't shit. I don't, what you choose to digest and who you choose to support, that is your big grown business. But you don't have the right to try and shame people who don't want to have that same empathy or grace for Chris Brown. I think everybody's allowed to like who they want to like and who, do, who they don't want to like. Everybody's allowed to support who they want to support and who do, they don't want to support. And I just get tired of the gaslighting of this was so long ago. There was a goofy bitch who left me a comment on my page and said I was negative because of my post about Chris Brown. I didn't even say anything bad. I was literally asking the question, why does Kelly keep caping for him? If you think I'm negative, why are you here? She was blocked, so she can't come back. But it's just the, the point that because somebody doesn't like your fave doesn't make them negative. 
That makes you a goofy bitch for not understanding that people have the right to like who they want to like and not like who they don't want to like, period, point blank. You know, so I, I always find that very interesting that folks want to go back to 2008. You know, if he has not had any issues since 2008, then I could be like, you know what? This nobody has said anything else. Oh, not the fist. Oh, child. That is not the Chris Brown emoji. Y'all need to stop. They got the boxing gloves as emoji. Boxing glove and tap shoes. I can't stand the chat. That is not his emoji. But um, <laughs> I cannot stand the chat. But like I was saying, you know, with the whole Chris Brown thing, People keep wanting to talk about the Rihanna situation. Yes, that situation was a long time ago. If Rihanna wants to forgive him, that is her right to forgive Rihanna. That's not anybody's right to shame her or say that she's dumb. That is between, they. those were the two people involved. And forgiveness is sometimes not about you, okay? Forgiveness is also sometimes about forgiving that person and letting go of that baggage, right? She was the one who was affected physically by that traumatic situation. So if he has never had any situation since then, I could say, you know what? He was young. He's changed. Nobody else has come out against this man, but his girlfriend, his preference, remember, oh, she's, she's half Asian. She's dainty. She's quiet. She's not as ghetto as that, as that voodoo witch from the Caribbean Rihanna. Remember that everybody said, you know, oh, he upgraded. Oh, you know, this crazy black woman pushed him towards the edge. Well, he upgraded to his preference who's half Vietnamese and he punched her in the stomach and threw her down the steps per her words. And the judge, he obviously has some type of proof because the judge signed off on the order. Okay, somebody ain't lying on damn Chris Brown. So I'm missing with the grace talk. Now, on top of Karuchi coming out, another lady came out. Y'all must have forgot this. Let's pull up these receipts. All right, here goes another woman. This was in, guess what? Oh, wow, 2018. Oh, another one? Another restraining order in 2018, not 2008. Like y'all keep wanting to gaslight everybody. Oh, that was so long ago. Oh, 2008 was years ago. This was 2018. We're only in 2022. So let's read what this one says. Chris Brown has been slapped, has been slapped. <laughs> no pun intended. With another restraining order. A woman named Cassandra was granted a temporary protection order against the singer after she alleged that she attended one of his parties and he began stalking and hitting her. Now, y'all remember that video I just played where he says he'll stalk a bitch. His words, not mine. Then they're going to say, according to court documents filed on Wednesday, the accuser claims that while Brown, 29, oh, he was a big old 20 in a big age. Oh, he wasn't 19. He was at the big age of 29, still harassing women. Let me keep reading. Has never threatened her with a gun or any other weapon, but he's been following and striking her. I think they meant stalking. Cassandra alleged that Brown's harassment occurred several times on different days, though she did not specify the dates. Brown is ordered to stay 100 yards away from Cassandra and stay away from her school, which he which was unspecified. 
He also must not contact her in any way, nor is he permitted to attempt to obtain her contract, her contact or address information. A hearing in this case was slated for July 3rd, at which the point at which the point protective order will expire unless extended by a judge. Mark Brown's attorney, uh, sorry, Brown's attorney, Mark Garagos, told page six in the statement, this is sad because it's obviously a disjointed rantings of someone Chris doesn't know who has mental health issues. This just creates celebrity, this just creates celebrity meet and greets with deranged fans and perhaps the courts may want to engage with the mental health department. So that was what his lawyer said. I just find it very interesting, you know, and you can, and again, we can take the second one with a grain of salt, but you know, Karuchi, you know what I mean? Was his girlfriend of many years. And it was a lot of stuff that went down during their breakup. So I don't know. I just find it very interesting how, Kelly and everybody wants to keep caping for him. Like I said, I don't, you know, she wants to be a fan of his. That's fine. I just don't think that she needs to continuously speak out. This is literally like the third time, like literally the third time in a few years. And, you know, and I don't know the ins and outs of their relationship. I've asked. I'm like, you know, does he shout her? Because I don't follow him. I'm like, does he shout her out on his Instagram? Had they done a song together that I don't know about? Was he on like the motivation remix? Like, like, what is this connection with her and Chris Brown? I just find it strange because again, Rihanna is, you know, with Jay-Z and Beyonce, her sister. So I, I find that strange that she's always speaking on behalf of Chris, but Rihanna is over here with The Rock. You remember your sister, Beyonce, my sister. Oh, that's my sister. She's with The Rock too. And that's their artist. I'm just saying. It's just, it's just very interesting. So, you know, again, I'm not here to demonize this young man. I'm just showing you guys another perspective as to why some people feel no ways about Chris Brown. Now, I will say this. The AMAs were filed for getting him hyped up, thinking he's about to perform, and then throwing the rug up under him. And that's the shit I don't respect because it seems like a lot of these companies, these conglomerates, they do little sneaky bullshit to create controversy. Now, they want to say that the reason why they got rid of him, I, I believe it was posted on Hollywood Unlock or somebody posted it. We didn't end up posting it because at that point I was over the story. But um, they wanted to say that the reason why they didn't post him was because, um, you know, this whole... Uh, the Rihanna situation, domestic abuse situation. That's why they didn't want, not post, but that's why they didn't want to have him perform. My issue is this is nothing new. So what the fuck are y'all talking about AMAs? Y'all did this for controversy. They invited him. They got him hyped up. They, they had him hype up his fan base and his audience. Because at the end of the day, regardless of if, you know, if Chris is a, a lunatic abuser or whatever, he can dance. He can perform. He's a good singer. I'm not going to take his talent away from him. He has issues, but he is he is talented, right? Two things can be true at once. So I believe that they asked him to do this, to hype it up, get more black folks to watch. Oh, a tribute to MJ. You know we love MJ, bitch. Don't play with our heartstrings. So we're all going to tune in. We like Glorilla. We like Cardi B. But damn it, we all love MJ, black and white alike. So they hype this up, and then we find out, oh, He's not performing MJ tribute gone. 
I think they did that on purpose because you can't say that the reason that they that they didn't have him move forward is because of what he did to Rihanna. That's silly. Everybody knows. So again, keep the same energy. If you're going to be a fan, great. If you're not going to be a fan, great. That's your business. But don't hype him up and say that he's going to perform and then snatch the rug up from under him. Because at that point, I'm giving the AMAs a side eye. Like y'all just played him and y'all used him to, you know, to stir up ratings and then fell back. Because again, they didn't want the backlash from the Chris Brown, from the people who don't support Chris Brown. They didn't want the backlash like, oh, AMA is a, a supporting an abuser and domestic violence, but they will use him for controversy and to drum up viewership. We're not going to go all the way, though, because we don't want the backlash. So you see the games that they're playing? So I don't, I don't respect that. You know, if you're going to rock with him and support him, that's great. If you're not, then quit playing with him. Because I, I, don't, I don't like that either. So, yeah, I see through the nonsense. I, I really do. How long have I been out here? Oh, shit, an hour. Okay, time is flying when you're having fun, child. Yeah, so, like I said, I'm going to look at stuff from all angles. You know, support who you want to support. But also understand that some people are not going to be so quick to forgive him. And, you know, domestic abuse and domestic violence is very triggering. You know what I'm saying? And it can trigger up a lot of emotions in people. So it's not okay to just dismiss somebody's emotions because, you know, you just want to hear a hot track. So I think people have the right to either support him or not support him. I don't think they should be shamed or be like, oh, that was so long ago. Oh, bitch, stop living in 2008. Well, I just showed y'all evidence from, you know what I'm saying, not even three, four years ago. So everybody's not living in 2008. Some folks are living in 2018. But what he did to Carucci and whoever Cassandra is. Okay. So let me go ahead and read some of these super chats here. Uh, yeah, hold on. Yas friend friend says, Happy holidays, Auntie. I agree with both Jackie and Kelly. People do deserve grace, but people don't have to forgive if they don't want to. DV is not a mistake. Yes. Like I said, you know, you can be on whatever side of the argument. I just don't think that it should be this whole shaming and folks going back and forth about it. You know, she wants to give him grace and, you know, cape for him. That's her big grown business. You know what I'm saying? But for the people who don't want to give him grace, that's okay too. But I believe AMA's played him. And I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. But thank you for the super chat. Um, Shy B says, doesn't Karuchi and her brother still have an order of protection against him? And didn't he allegedly beat the brakes off of Frank Ocean? Damn. I didn't know about the Frank Ocean tea. I didn't know about... Why did he beat Frank Ocean up? What was going on between Chris and Frank? Let me Google. Chris Brown. Frank Ocean. I, I don't know. We'll see what comes up. Chris Brown's wild fight with, with Frank Ocean. Oh, the TMZ staff talked about it. Clever News talked about Oh, this was in 2013. Why Chris Brown beat up Frank Ocean. <laughs> what? I forgot all about this. Frank Ocean says he got jumped by Chris Brown. Oh, my. Look at you bringing back some, some tea. 
Uh, Shy B, let me show y'all this. Chris Brown done beat up Frank Ocean. I forgot all about this, but y'all swerving down. He's a he's a little angel. Oh, he's grown since 2008. This was in 2013, excuse me. Frank Ocean says he got jumped by Chris Brown. Chris Brown and Frank Ocean were involved in a tussle outside of a West Hollywood recording studio Sunday night with the letter claiming he got away with the cut finger after the altercation. Oh, he wrote, got jumped by Chris and a couple guys, LOL. I only wish Everest was there. Note, Everest is Ocean's dog. <laughs> Shout. A source close to TMZ says Brown then tried to shake Ocean's hand. That's when a member of his entourage attacked Brown. A fight ensued. And a friend of Brown tells the site. Oh, that okay, so they must have reached out to Chris's people. This is my studio. This is my parking lot. Yeah, I didn't even know about that. So it looks like Chris Brown, you know, them hands swing both ways. Men and women can get them Chris Brown hands, child. Um, you know, well, bless Frank Ocean's heart. I hope he's, you know, feeling better. But yeah, you know, knock him down, Brown. Um, let's see here. Let me read the next super chat. <laughs> Um, it's me, MK said 999 says, I love you. You have 10,000 people watching. Oh, we're at 11,000 right now. Hey, y'all, make sure I hit the like button. We got 3,000 likes. The math ain't mathed. Please hit the like button if you guys are enjoying this stream. Um, let's see here. She says, I've seen lives with 200 people at best. Keep doing your thing, T. We also love you. I miss your old intro. Get ready, get ready. You get ready. Please bring that back. Thank you so much. Thank you for the super chat. I appreciate you. Yeah, I showed up at somebody's live the other day. Child, I think it was like Timothy De La Ghetto. Now, he got about like 3 million subscribers. I kid you not, they were literally 600 people in his live stream. I was like, wow. And he has millions of subscribers. It was 600 people in his stream. So I just always find that very interesting that people be having millions of subscribers don't nobody show up to their live streams, child. And I don't, I'm not even at a million yet. We got over 11,000 people in here right now. So, yeah. But that's what we be in here having fun. We be kicking it. You know what I'm saying? It's like family here. So, the chat be lit. It's fun. Um, somebody said that's because nobody unsubscribed to him. Don't, I don't know. I'm subscribed to him, but I don't know. He don't, make, he don't make videos like that no more. He used to, like, make videos all the time rapping and shit. Then, um... He went Hollywood, then he came back. So now he's doing mukbangs with his daddy child. Um, let's see here. Tierra Parks sent 4 She says, hey, T, just curious, do you ever wear braids? Been a super tea sipper since the 1600s. Um, I've worn braids before. I just don't really anymore. My hair is very tender. My scalp is very tender. So I can't do a lot of stuff to my natural hair. So no. No, I would love to like get some braids, but my scalp is like extremely sensitive now, unfortunately. It didn't always used to be like that. But thank you for the super chat, love. Um, K-Bob says, I can't send much because we're closing on the house next month, but I had to send you some love. You opened my mind into buying. Thank you, T. You are so welcome and congratulations on closing next month on your home. So thank you and good luck on the move. Let's see here. Gracious 
gracious greatness. Oh, I like how you wrote that. That's interesting. Says Lauren Hill and Jackie Hill Perry uh, dunk lyrically on a lot of these young, fresh, new school female rappers. Yeah, Lauren, Lauren Hill is unmatched. You can't even compare Lauren Hill to like this generation of uh, female MCs. Lauren Hill was cold. She was cold with it. But thank you for the super chat. Muchilla says, I got you on TV preparing tomorrow's meal for the family. Happy Thanksgiving, sis. Yes, I'm sure a lot of y'all are watching right now where y'all is preparing. When I get up off of here, I'm about to start preparing my food too. So I'm glad we can kind of entertain each other. Miss um, uh, Simmons says, happy holidays. T, been watching you for years. Thanks for keeping me smiling, entertained, and educated. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for coming through, sis. Um, okay. Somebody says, don't forget the Potomac tea. tea. Lauren said that. She sent $3. Okay, well, let's talk about Potomac really quick then before I go into this whole Dominican Republic situation. Child, we got to talk about the Dominican Republic. Whew. So yeah, we'll talk about Potomac. Um, let's see here. Uh, Marlon sent 10 says the AMAs also brought up the MJ situation. I did forget about that. They were, they were saying that they didn't want to tribute to MJ because of the child molestation rumors or something like that. I want to say Hollywood Unlock had it posted on their Instagram. Let me see if I can find it. I think it was very interesting. Let's see here. If it comes up. If I can see the M main Chris Brown. They got a whole bunch of stuff posted on here, so I don't know. But yeah, they had they were basically trying to say that. They didn't want to let Chris perform and they didn't want to give the, the ode to Michael Jackson because of that. But like I said, none of this stuff was new. So to me, it comes off as just ignorant. Like they were just trying to create controversy to have people tune in because most people are not watching these award shows like they used to. So they're just trying to be funny. So Real Housewives of the Potomac. Um, Now, I do watch it. I have been you know, keeping up. I haven't watched the latest episode, the whole drama with Peter Thomas. Um, I was told about what happened. I still have to watch it on DVR. I got up to the most recent, but I just hadn't watched this one this week. And so they're saying that Mia, and Mia's kind of like racially ambiguous. I think she's like Mexican and black. I know her mom's black. I think her dad is, I don't know. She looks Hispanic to me, but she got into a Wendy behind Peter Thomas, who is Cynthia Bailey's ex-husband. And they were down in Florida. Words were exchanged. Mia got really pissed off. She like threw a glass or a drink at Wendy. Um, Wendy then went off on her. They went back and forth. And so basically people are saying that it's very interesting how the cast is acting towards Mia. Like when Mia popped off, all of a sudden, you know, the blue-eyed bandits, <laughs> Giselle and uh, who's the other one, Robin, um, they're not scared. 
But when Monique was popping off on Candace, because remember, Monique beat the shit out of Candace. And I, Monique is my girl. Candace is annoying as hell. She's a little chihuahua. Monique did what she had to do. Okay. But when Monique beat the brakes off of Candace, remember the, the blue eyed bandit. Uh, which one is that? The one that was married to Pastor Jamal Bryant. What is her name? Robin and I be forgetting these people's names, child. She wanted hired security. She was walking all around with Giselle. That's her name, Giselle. Thank you. She was walking around with top flight security. I got to have security around me. I don't feel safe. Monique keeps popping off. You know, they're acting like they're from, you know, Baltimore and not Potomac. It was all this energy for, you know, Monique was seen as like, you know, like she was acting hood and all this. And Monique is not hood by any means. Monique just got tired of Candace constantly just like a chihuahua. You know, sometimes, you know, them little dogs that just bark, you just got to kick them. Get your ass away. You know what I'm saying? Like, shut up with all that fucking chirping and shit. Not going to bite anybody. Just run to the fence every time I walk by, just chirping and, and, and burking out loud and stuff like you're a damn Rottweiler. Shut your ass up, okay? I'm sorry, this little dog that used to just always harass me when I used to walk past the fence. I swear the damn dog was racist. But yeah, the dog reminds me of Candace, just little and loud for no reason. I can walk past a big old dog, won't pay me no mind. Walk past a little dog, the loudest thing on the damn block. So Monique, you know, did what she felt she had to do. I'm not saying I agree with violence, but I kind of saw where Monique was coming from, right? But yeah, everybody needed protection from Monique. Everybody needed security. You know, nobody was willing to give grace to the black woman. And so eventually Monique left the show. She's like, fuck this, I don't need this show. And so from what I'm hearing, the Green Eye Bandits are for some reason, that there's no security behind them now. Now that Mia done got up and threw a glass and, you know, tried to put hands on Wendy and all this other stuff, it's just like, oh, you know, Mia did what she had to do. Well, damn, didn't Monique do what she had to do against Candace? So a lot of people call out the colorism. And then also it's like, you know, once Wendy popped off, she was wrong. But with Mia, it's like Mia's getting praised and people are clapping for her. And, you know, I'm glad you went off. And, you know, I'm not the biggest Wendy fan. I'm not a big fan of any of these people, to be honest with you. My show's Real Housewives of Atlanta. But, you know, y'all got me watching Potomac. So, you know, I watch for the Kiki. But, um, you know, I do find that very strange that everybody needed protection when it was a fight between the two black girls. But now that, you know, Mia done popped off, it's, you know, nobody needs protection and everybody's standing with Mia. Mia did what she had to do. Uh, yeah, you know, colorism is real. And, it, you know, and it's sad. And, yeah, Mia's very messy. She's very messy. Um, like, like I said, they're, they're just all messy. And this is a very old cast. You know, with the exception of who's the, the, the little mixed one with the white husband who goes every which way. I forget her name, too, with the two babies, Dean's mama. I know Dean the Bean, her baby. Ashley, Ashley Durberry. With the exception of her, like, Karen, like, a lot, like, these people are damn near in their 50s acting like this. It doesn't make any sense. I don't think Wendy's that old. But, you know, like, Karen and um, Giselle, they're, they're a lot older. And, you know, I just don't understand. Mia looks a lot older. I don't know how old Mia is. She definitely looks a lot older. Wasn't it Darby? I said Derby. <laughs> Ashley Darby. Yeah, you know, I just, I don't know. I just, I'm just, they're all just messy. 
And then my thing is, weren't they just sitting here? Wasn't Giselle messing with Mia anyways about the whole cancer scare? They were acting like, you know, well, she really didn't have it. She's looking for attention. So, you know, her and Robin, they just go whichever the wind blows. And I also, you know, let me, hold on, let me go on a rant real quick. And I also don't like how Giselle tried to make it look like, you know, the Chihuahua, Candace's husband, was trying to sexually harass her or, you know, trying to insinuate something nefarious. I don't like shit like that. I don't know, man. Giselle be on some weird shit. And I, I get Candace for going off. Like, I, I, was, I was with Candace on that one. You're not going to do that. You're not going to make it look like my husband done did something to you, done put hands on you. Like, Giselle be trying to stir up shit that can get people in real trouble. That can get folks, you know, me tooed out here, even though they're innocent. So I didn't, I didn't like that. I think that's probably why I had stopped watching for a few weeks because she kind of annoyed me with that. Yeah, just really messy. Now, Robin, I will give Robin her props for when she was talking to Wendy's uh, and, and them about it. And then she also had, no, no, she, she don't fool Wendy, excuse me. She was talking to her husband and she was talking to Candace about it. And she was saying that she didn't agree with how, you know, Giselle went about her moves, that it was disrespectful. You know, Giselle's trying to make a mountain, a mohill, a mountain, right? A mohill out of a mountain. She's trying to like turn a little situation into something bigger than it is. And I don't respect that. So yeah, this, this is a bunch of old crazy ladies on a show that we all watch. <laughs> They're all a mess. But yeah, I do find that very interesting that, you know, all of a sudden now nobody is scared of Mia. You know, Mia's not a thug, but Monique was a big old thug. You know, they had to have security with Monique. And then Monique, you know, they had her like just, she had to go into counseling and keep apologizing. And then Candace tried to press charges and the judge threw it out. It was a mess. It was a mess. I do like Karen. Karen has grown on me. Karen is funny. She's grown on me. Yeah, there's, there's definitely, you know, like I said, colorism is big in every aspect of life, you know, on reality television, um, you know, in the real world. It's definitely a, a thing. Oh, they kept calling Wendy ghetto. Oh, interesting. So Wendy's ghetto, but Mia's not ghetto. Mia's as ratchet as they come. I'm sorry. She got money and she married well, but she, she, she's ratchet. She's, she's hood. She's just as hood. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Somebody said Monique is a real one. I would have did the same thing. Yeah, I just think Monique got pushed to the edge. You know, like I said, I'm not condoning uh, violence, but Candace just, she's just one of them people. She just stirs shit. She's gotten better though. Ever since she got an ass, well, see, sometimes, like, this is how we were raised. I'm so I'm a child from the 90s. Sometimes you got to whoop that one bully's ass to get them to calm the fuck down and to get everybody else to stop fucking with you. That's how we were raised in the 90s. And you notice ever since she got that royal ass whooping from Monique, oh, Candace has calmed the hell down. Because I couldn't stand Candace. Now I can watch her and not be as annoyed. I used to call it a tissue box. So I think, you know, I think Monique putting hands on her helped. Because it's like, everybody's not going to deal with your shit. Reality television or not, you're not going to keep messing with me and keep messing with me. I'm eventually going to have to drag you across this floor. 
And she's calmed down a lot. Now she be like, oh, I don't want to look like the messy black girl. Even in her confessionals, she's gotten real, you know, oh, you know, let me think before I just talk and spew bullshit. She's calmed down a lot. Thank you, Monique. <laughs> Thank you, Monique. Because I can I can now I can now stomach Candace. Before a while I couldn't stand her. She just got on my nerves. But this season, she's been okay. I think that ass whooping helped. Oh, well. <laughs> so now we got to talk about the Dominican Republic, child. This is a mess. Talking about colorism. We got to hit on what's going on with the Dominican Republic. I don't know if y'all are aware of this. But if you are dark-skinned, they don't care if you're Haitian, African-American, uh, Nigerian, from somewhere in the Caribbean, the U.S. Uh, State Department has issued a warning for dark-skinned people, okay? Dark-skinned people such as myself and others, they are saying that all y'all dark folks better stay y'all asses out the Dominican Republic. It's gotten so bad right now. Not only are they trying to get, um, trying to forcibly remove the Haitians there, legal or illegal. They want all the dark-skinned Haitians to leave. So if you happen to be dark-skinned, now you might not be Haitian. You don't even speak, you know, what is that? What did we say? Sake passe. You don't speak Creole. You're just minding your American business. If you are dark-skinned, you are at risk of being deported, hurt, maimed. There have been reports that they are even killing dark-skinned people in the Dominican Republic. Let me go ahead and show y'all this if y'all think I'm lying. So when I tell you that colorism is very real, it is very, very fucking real. This is what is currently going on for all y'all who don't know, for all y'all who want to run down and, you know, go grab an exotical, dark-skinned black men, be careful, because you might end up, you know what I'm saying, a lost cause in the Dominican Republic. So the U.S. state is warning. It's dark-skinned citizens of the Dominican Republic migrant crackdown. So Haitian migrants are being deported from the Caribbean country. Authorities says they are targeting people based on their appearance. Okay? So anybody, U.S. officials in the Dominican Republic are warning dark-skinned Americans, they are at risk of being swept up in the country's crackdown on Haitian migrants. The advice from the U.S. Embassy in Santo Domingo suggests that authorities there are using a person's appearance as criteria for detention of those suspected of being in the country illegally. Okay? This is real, y'all. There have been dark-skinned people in the Dominican Republic reporting being beaten, people being killed, because they're assuming that they are Haitian. And the thing that's sad is Haitian people can be of any complexion. My, shout out to my girl, Sweet Ma. Sweet Ma, okay, she is full Haitian. She will speak Creole at the drop of a dime. And Sweet Ma is super light-skinned. And she is full-blooded Haitian. Shout out, Kareen Alodo. I, I don't know if I mispronounced your last name, but I love her. She's on YouTube. Beautiful girl. She's Haitian. Kareen, you know what I'm saying? She's lighter skin. You know, she's like brown skin, you know? So 
everybody who's Haitian is not like super dark. So for them to just be targeting dark skinned people and saying, if you're dark, you're Haitian, get out. And shout out, I see my Haitian flag. Shout out to all my Zoes in the chat. Shout out to y'all. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I'm, and I'm not trying to make this a Dominican versus, you know, Haitian thing, right? I have Dominicans, Dominicanos who support me. And shout out to y'all, but y'all's country. Y'all not on have to drag y'all's country a few times. Y'all's country do be on some colorist stuff. Like, let's keep this real. Now, this is what's really bothering me with this, right? Because like I always say, if you don't understand history, you're destined to repeat this. And what is very eerie and very scary about this, Dominicans, um, your country is repeating some very scary things, okay? Now, we all know my Spanish ain't the best, okay? But I've talked about this in the past. And I feel like this is, once again, what they're trying to do. Mejora la raza, okay? Mejora la raza. Again, my Spanish is not the best, but all my Latinos, everybody in Latin America, y'all know what I'm trying to say, okay? It means the advancement of the race. You never go darker. You always go lighter. That's why a lot of times too, like in Latin countries, you'll see like the dark, dark skin grandparents and then the lighter parents and then the grandkids are even lighter. They're trying to wash out that, that black. And did I do good on my pronunciation? Thank y'all for writing it. Yes, it's a real thing, mejora la raza, right? Advancement of the race. And I believe that this is what is going on or improvement of the race, right? Um, improving it by making the race lighter. Now, like I said, if you guys are not going to face this head on, you guys are destined to repeat the past. Let's not forget this colorist who literally slaughtered Thousands of Haitian people, Rafael Trujillo, okay? Remember, there's a such thing as the Parsley Massacre. A lot of people don't know about the, pa the Parsley Massacre. Um, it happened between the years. Let me see if I have the years written down. I believe it was like the 1930s, like 1936 was the Parsley, was the Parsley Massacre. And over 280,000 Haitians were killed. Okay. They were killed. And this was the president at the time, Rafael Trujillo. This is him. Very light-skinned man. He didn't want any any darkies darkening the Dominican Republic. So what he did, because at that point, because if you look at the Dominican Republic and Haiti, they're all on, they're on this big island called the island of Hispaniola. It's all one island, right? But the Dominican side is more flourishing, you know, because the Haitian side, um, I think they've like over, what is that? They've, they've over-cultivated the land. So a lot of stuff doesn't really grow. Um, it's a lot more struggle on that side, on the island of Hispaniola. And so he wanted to keep the Haitians on that side. He did not want them freely coming to the Dominican side. And so Trujillo went on to kill a lot of Haitian people. 
Now, what some of my Haitian friends have told me, even though he's light, bright, damn near white, come to find out, they said his great grandmother was a dark skinned Haitian woman. So the self hate is real. This man has Haitian blood in him, but because he was lighter skinned, he was able to pass, you know, and just be full Dominican or whatever. But he has Haitian blood in him. He has a dark skin, you know what I'm saying, grandmother. So um, it's sad. And that's why when I was talking about colorism, like, a, I don't know, a few years back, and I was talking about it, like, you know, how colorism affects, you know, globally, right? Different cultures from Africa to the Caribbeans, Asia, things like that. And I was saying the thing, wait, how you pronounce it? Somebody wrote Spanish. Trujillo? Oh, Trujillo. Thank you for breaking that down. Um, Suk Wan Kun Trujillo. Okay. So Rafael Trujillo. Okay. Thank you. Um, like I said, I'll be trying, child. My Spanish is not that good. My kids' Spanish is better than mine. But um, I was saying, it was like a bleaching topic. And I was saying like, don't be so hard on people who bleach their skin, especially in certain countries, because you have to understand that for some people, when they bleach their skin, they're literally bleaching their skin to better their life, like to better their circumstance, because colorism is so damn blatant and messed up. Even like if you think it's bad here, Go to certain countries. There was, I remember a few years back, they were saying, and I don't know if it's like that now, but in certain banks in Jamaica, you could not work at the front desk if you were not light-skinned. You'd either be in the back or you wouldn't get a job. So that's why I try, as I've gotten older, not to judge people as much who feel like they have to go that route just for basic economics just to be able to get a job. Because the second you go and you show up for the job interview, it's automatically too dark, too dark. And they'll tell you that. Even places like go to China. They wanna talk about Chinese hate. Be black in China and go try and apply for certain jobs. They'll tell you in the Chinese wanted ad, we want white, we want blonde hair, blue eyes. They have full descriptions of what they are looking for. Is this a job for an acting gig? No. To be a teacher, banker, fry cook. And they're literally putting the race in the description. And it's like a really dirty secret that a lot of people don't want to talk about or acknowledge. But colorism plays a part in a lot of stuff. From the entertainment industry to even just getting regular jobs out here. That if you are lighter and you're more palatable, you do have a better chance at certain things in life. It, it's just fact. It's not, it's unfortunate, but it is fact that you have to work 10 times as hard as a darker skinned person to show somebody your value and your worth. And it's sad. There's certain things that lighter, lighter skin. Girls can get away with, and it's seen as cute and spicy. Look at Krishan. I talked about this a few streams ago. I like Krishan. I think she's a sweet girl. I got a chance to meet her, but her antics are bullshit. She's doing too much. But people find it cute 
because of how she looks. If Krishan was a dark-skinned girl running around here doing half the shit that she's doing, she'd been canceled a long time ago. Blueface wouldn't even looked at her twice. Let's keep that real. He's already been called out for being colorist. So, you know, colorism is very, very real. You know what I'm saying? And so it's really sad that these Haitians that are in the Dominican Republic, legal and illegal, are just being treated like trash. And it's been going on for a while. But it's obviously, it's gotten pretty bad if the State Department is not telling all dark-skinned people, uh, yeah, y'all might not want to go to the Dominican Republic. So imagine, so what's next? Are they going to get rid of dark-skinned Dominicans? Because let's not act like everybody in the Dominican Republic is light-skinned. I done meant Dominicans darker than me. You be like, damn, you Dominican? Because when you see them, they just look like a dark-skinned black person, but then they start speaking Spanish. It's like, oh, yeah, you Dominican. Amara La Negra, you know what I'm saying? And, and many people. So, so what are they going to do next? Are they then going to just say, even if you're a dark-skinned Dominican, you speak Spanish and you, you know you you were raised here, you're too dark to be in the country? Because from what they're saying, they're just removing dark-skinned people. So I'm assuming eventually that's going to go towards dark-skinned Dominicanos. This is sad. I'm going to play you guys this video really quick. I know I've been on for like an hour and 40 minutes, child. Let me play y'all this video of just some of the things that's going on going on with the Haitians. There was one that was really sad. They like this lady, man, having a baby. They wouldn't even let her come to the hospital because she was dark skinned and Haitian. She had to have the baby on the side of the road. Okay, let me pull this up here. Okay, here we go. It's become an all too common scene. Haitian refugees detained in the Dominican Republic. We met them in this military base in the Havon, right at the border. They're being sent back to Haiti, even those who say they've built new lives here. My husband works in a construction site and I was cooking at home when the police arrived. They wouldn't let me get my baby's clothes. I left all my money at home and I have nothing here. Security forces here are telling them that most of these people were detained trying to enter the country legally, but some of these women are telling me that they have homes here and that their children were born in the Dominican Republic. Mirlanda Pieris with her eight-year-old son. She shows us his birth certificate that proves he was born in the Dominican Republic. My son has a birth certificate. He was born here. They cannot send him back to Haiti. The UN has called on the Dominican Republic to hold deportations. Haiti is in the midst of a political crisis that has gangs controlling large parts of the country. Thousands are fleeing. Lack of available healthcare services in Haiti have forced pregnant women to cross the border to deliver their children. But many are not allowed inside Dominican hospitals and some have had their children on the street. Human rights activists say they're alarmed about what they call our President Luis Abinader's persecution of Haitians in his country. There are massive deportations, and the cases are not individual. There's no due process. There's children with papers, others with just visas. It's just massive and a scandal. Even pregnant women being sent back to Haiti, and the law says that shouldn't be done. The Dominican Republic is building a wall to protect its borders from smugglers, but also illegal migrants. Rubens Iliese says his country is poor and cannot allow everyone in. 
The only mechanism the Dominican Republic has is to show that it will not tolerate migrant irregularity of the deportations, and this is what we are doing. This has nothing to do with ethnical reasons or racism. That's another problem. If the state stops all deportations, we do not know what could happen here. Haiti is facing its worst crisis in years. Human rights groups say its people are being discriminated against across the region. And they're asking the Dominican Republic, among other governments, for empathy for those who are trying to escape hunger, violence, and have no place to go. Do you know where you're taking Al Jazeera, the Jabon, on the Haitian border. Ooh wee. So, as you see, it is real. And, again, the only thing they're going off of is people's phenotypes. They're not going off of, like, their paperwork and any of that stuff. It's, you know, if you look Haitian, you got to go. Like the lady was saying, her son was born in the Dominican Republic. So technically, you know, he's a Dominican citizen, but they're like, nope, location, you're from a Haitian background, you got to go. So again, this is just a warning to all y'all going to the Dominican Republic and doing, you know, y'all sex tourism and all that nefarious shit y'all be out there doing and bragging about on Twitter. Um, yeah, you might get caught up in this sweep. So it's it's that real down there right now. Um, I think it's, it's sad. And am I saying like, this is the whole country or everybody in the Dominican? No, of course not. But I'm just showing you guys, this is, you know, I'm not making this up. This came from the state department. You can do your own research, but I mean, I'm not saying this to like disparage everybody in the Dominican Republic. Of course, everybody in the Dominican Republic is not racist or colorist, but that is ingrained in the culture and people need to stop acting like it's not, it's very much ingrained in the culture. You know, so it's just kind of sad. I think for me, people really need to look at what is going on and really ask themselves, is the past coming back to haunt the present? Because when I'm seeing stuff like this, it reminds me of like what happened when they had that president, Raphael, in place and he slaughtered all these people. And you don't want history to repeat itself in that way. So... Yeah, I think the whole situation is sad. I'm going to read a few more Super Chats. I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. I've been on here for almost two hours. Um, let's see here. Brooklyn Kennedy says, happy holidays, lady. I got to taste your baked mac and cheese. <laughs> Thank you. It's good. I make some really good macaroni. One thing I can do, I can cook. Okay, I can throw down. So thank you for the Super Chat. Um, Nini plays all day, says, Hey, Miss T, I've been watching since I was 12. I'm 21 now. If you get time, please read this heartfelt message I sent to your personal page last year. I was high as a kite. What? Hello, <laughs> love you. You sent a what personal page last year? Y'all be sending me messages all over the internet. Which personal page? Not my personal Facebook page. What personal page did you send this to? Resend it to my email. That's probably like your best bet. We sent it to my email. But thank you. Uh, let's see here. Dorian sent five. Says, happy Thanksgiving, Auntie and the tea sippers. I've been 152 years since I was in this stream, but I'm here. <laughs> Thanks for coming through, Dorian. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Um, Mink Stack says, do reference tracks necessarily mean that these women aren't writing because it sounded like different lyrics, but the same flow. Love you, T. 
usually like it just it depends because sometimes you can get a reference track where somebody else is rapping or singing on that and then they want you to imitate you know what's being said and you can sometimes add your own ad libs or add you know kind of your own feeling to it but when songs sound that similar to me it's coming from one main writer and then everybody else is just you know trying to regurgitate but then also add their own little spice to it so that's how i feel anyways but thank you for the super chat let's see here pyramids of aj sent 1999 thank you so much he says, you're the best, lovely TIC. More people shame others for simply liking a song of his. He's been very problematic, but he's also been one of the most consistent artists we have. Kelly was just speaking on him as an artist. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, like I said, I'm not here to say people shouldn't listen to him or support him. What people want to do with their life is their business, but I'm going to show both sides. You know what I'm saying? Which is, he is problematic, but on the other side, he does make good music. And sadly, that's how it is for a lot of our artists and musicians. You know, a lot of them are problem problematic. You know, everybody from R. Kelly to XXX, you know, R. Kelly made some of the best music of the 90s and the 2000s, but he's extremely problematic. But is that going to stop people from listening to him? Absolutely not. Because uh, Thanksgiving, if this damn Google Nest decides to play step in the name of love guess who gonna be in the kitchen stepping and shit while cooking me you know what i mean so that's just keeping it real you know what i mean so i'm not gonna go searching for r kelly's music but if feeling on your booty comes on i'm gonna know all the words and i'm gonna dance like i'm not about to run oh no i gotta turn it off there's people who be fronting on twitter you know if chris browns what's that song them people my my classmates i ain't, i don't know if i ever told y'all this but them people who got married to that Chris Brown song, they went to school with me, child. Let me see if I can show you that. That wedding song ended up being the, the double mint commercial. JK's wedding dance. Oh my God, it has over 104 million views. I went to school with these people, these white folks. Let me show y'all this. <laughs> this was like the cutest thing. I can't, I don't know if I can play because of music. I watch it every now and then though. I will watch it. If y'all have never seen this, this was Jill and Kevin. We went to school together. <laughs> Shout out to Jill and Kevin, honey. I'm gonna try and let me move up a little bit closer. <laughs> oh, I can't play no more. Yes, those are my classmates, child. So again, if that song comes on during Thanksgiving, bitch, I always thank you, Jill and Kevin, and every time I hear that song, I'ma dance to it. This okay, yeah, Chris Brown got issues, but guess who's gonna be in the kitchen two-stepping to that song if it plays during Thanksgiving? Me. Okay? That's just keeping it real. But yeah, I still watch that video every now and then. So yeah, they're still married, they're still together. They have like three kids now. Uh-huh. Shout out to, to St. Paul, Minnesota, Central High School, okay? <laughs> I remember when that went viral. I was living in North Carolina at the time, and it was just like, what? You know, so, and it, it, that was when, like, videos were just innocent. It was real virality. It wasn't a company making stuff viral. It wasn't a bunch of gimmicks. It was just a simple wedding, and they, you know, they had an amazing time, and they're still married to this day, so kudos to Jill. Jill and Kevin, honey. 
But yeah, I'm never going to front about music or, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to. Should I listen to all types of problematic people? It is what it is. Let me see here. Um, Zanye says, hey, lovely T, finally, YouTube, let me send a super chat. You literally got me through RT school. Thank you so much. I'm glad you're able to come through. So I hope you have a good Thanksgiving. Um, let's see here. Neo Gymnastics says, love you, T. Have you heard the song only? He literally disrespects the same lace front you have on. Why are you spending time defending him? I don't think I'm defending him. I mean, if you think that's a defending of him, then that's on you. But my self-esteem ain't that low to even care what a Chris Brown thinks about my skin tone. And I think that's the issue with a lot of dark sin chicks online. Y'all get so caught up and, you know, if somebody says something like it, like it affects you to the core, it doesn't affect me that deep. Those are his issues. I could care less. You know what I'm saying? Because I speak with my money. A lot of y'all tweet 24 seven, but then y'all be the same ones at his concert. So him saying what he wants to say, it doesn't affect me. No way, no how, because I know who I am. You know what I'm saying? And I'm proud of my skin tone. So that's his loss. And I think that's what, instead of people crying 24-7 about, you know, artists, oh, they're always talking about yellow bones. And, oh, this artist is only talking about girls with good hair. But if you're still going to listen to them and support them, then what is your point? You know what I'm saying? How about we support the artists who have women who look like them in the videos? So that's another thing, too. I just think like people like Chris Brown, I just, I can't take none of this shit seriously. I think they're all full of shit, you know, when it comes to that. And the thing is, we've made it cool over the years to disrespect a certain segment of the population who are darker skin. Like, I remember like growing up, you know, brown skin was elevated. You had a lot of positive songs and all, all of these artists, all of these artists have said stuff problematic. But at the end of the day, you know, if it, if it affects you that deep, don't rock with none of them. But I don't think I've defended Chris in any way. If I was defending him, why would I bring up his charges from 2018? Why would I not just sit here and agree with Kelly Rowland? See, I just be typing just to be typing. I don't even think you watched the whole stream, but girl, bye. Um, <laughs> okay, the Sh uh, Shanquella update. Y'all are asking for that. They're saying with Shanquella that um, supposedly the doctor was called in and he was there three hours before she died. Let me see if I can find, find it on my Instagram page. We have posted it. I'm still waiting for all these people to be arrested. Now, she had her funeral this past Saturday. But I'm waiting for arrest to be made. Okay, here it goes. Let me show y'all this real quick. Let me remove this last one and pull this one up. Okay. So this is the latest on uh, Shanquella. Ooh, hold on, where that page go? Okay, here we go. New evidence about Shanquilla Robinson, the woman who died while vacationing in Mexico, shows that the 25-year-old was alive when first responders reached her. The Daily Beast reports that the information is contrary to what was reported about the incident. Robinson died on October 29th in Cabo. She arrived at the vacation destination with a few friends. 
just the day before her death. It was initially reported that Robinson's death certificate stated that she died within 15 minutes of being injured. However, a recent police report says that a local doctor was with her in the house for almost three hours before she passed away, the Charlotte Observer reports. Authorities have seemed to dismiss has seemed to dismiss determining what actually happened to the 25-year-old. Robinson's friends told her family that she died of alcohol poisoning, which she did not believe. She noted that Robin's body had significant physical injuries and a recently released video showed Robinson being violently attacked by another woman. I'm also hearing, I don't know how true this is, but somebody said that the authorities also took money from her as well. That somebody got a hold of her, her items, her goods, and they took money from her. Um, I think at this point, there needs to be a thorough investigation. And I think there's some type of cover up. The friends aside, right? So we all know the friends aren't shit and they were trying to do their own cover up. But I'm not understanding what medical profession professional would show up to a scene like that. And they would sit there with her for three hours. Why would they not take her to the hospital? If she was that bad, what is sitting there with her with the, with the stethoscope going to do to help her? At that point, she should have went and got emergency treatment. And the fact that it took her three hours to die shows that she was in agonizing pain. Because they said what killed her was like the break to her neck and spinal cord. So there's, there's like a huge cover-up. Yeah, people, somebody said, okay, yes, T, 17,000, and they're all being investigated by the police. And what, now, was that seven, because I heard it was 17,000, Cabo, the Cabo Six stole 10,000 from Shaquilla. Now, did they take that money by running her credit card? Because I remember her dad saying that they all flew back on, on plane tickets purchased on her credit card, like two days later. So, you know, even at the very least, these people are thieves. Like, that's credit card fraud. You know, robbery. They said one of the guys was stroking her hair. They just issued an arrest warrant for someone in the Shaquilla. Okay, so the Shade Room just posted that? Okay, let me look. They said the Shade Room just posted another update. Thank you. Let me pull up the Shade Room here. Matter of fact, let me refresh my page. Maybe my girl might have posted it. Yeah, they got to do something about this case. We're, uh, I don't think the internet is going to let them rest until this case is solved. And that's the good thing about having the internet. You know, the internet has issues, but they do come in handy for something. Oh, here it is. Okay. What are they saying? All right, let me share my screen with y'all. Hold on. Okay, so this is what the shade room is reporting. So they're saying, according to WSBTV, several Mexican authorities have issued arrest warrants for the death of Shanquilla Robinson, the something independent something. A Mexican prosecutor said that the warrant was issued for Robinson's friend who was identified as the direct aggressor in the events that occurred on the 29th, Danielle De La Rosa 
Anya, a prosecutor for the state of Baja, California, sir, advised the friend is being sought by the international authorities on charges of femicide. This case is fully clarified. We even have a court order. There's an arrest issue. There's an arrest warrant issued for the crime of femicide to the detriment of the victim and against the alleged perpetrator. A friend of hers, who is the direct aggressor, he told ABC News, actually wasn't a quarrel, but instead direct aggression. He continued, we are carrying out all the, per, all the pertinent procedures, such as, in, such as the Interpol alert and the request for extradition to the United States of America. It's about two Americans, the victim and the culprit. Authorities have not identified the suspect as of yet. Okay. Okay, I'm confused. Why are they saying it's about two people, the victim and the culprit? Everybody in that room should be arrested. Now, I'm not saying everybody should get 30, 40 years, you know, outside of the person who killed her, but everybody should be arrested because these were supposed to be her so-called friends who all sat there and watched the aggressor put hands on her because it was two different women that beat her up. The first one that went viral was the dark-skinned girl, the one that they were trying to say was a trans person, whatever. Um, she was the initial person who was beating up Shinquilla. But then there was a lighter-skinned girl, and I forget her name. That's the second video. Now, the second video is not on the internet. Her dad said in the second video, you see the light-skinned girl, and I just don't know her name, pick Shinquilla up and body slam her on her head. And then Shanquilla, she just stops moving. So Winter, that's her name, Winter Donovan. Thank you, Winter. That's the other, if you look up her name, that's the other girl, Winter Donovan. So in my personal opinion, all of them, I'm confused as to just, okay, so Shanquilla's the victim and they only have a warrant for one other person. There needs to be a warrant for everybody who was there. I'm also curious as to if there's going to be some type of prosecution for any of the staff that came the nurse the doctor who sat there and really didn't do anything for three hours and then the ones who lied because remember the reason why this went viral is because her mom once she seen her daughter her daughter has all these bruises something is not adding up with their story they do a toxicology report and she has no alcohol in her system so it's very evident that you know they definitely felt a way they felt something wasn't right so is there going to be any charges against the people who are lying and saying that this was just a you know a case of her drinking too much because to me all i see is one big cover-up and i feel like the mexican authorities and the people there in cabo you know the people who are involved in this case they try to lie and dismiss it as alcohol poisoning because they're worried about, about tourist revenue. They're worried about tourists. They don't want news like that getting out. So they were willing to cover up a murder. So to me, there should be way more warrants coming out for more people. Because for them to cover this up and say that this was alcohol intoxication, that came from the coroner down there in Mexico. So that was a blatant lie. I think everybody involved in this cover-up needs to be in jail.
needs to be arrested. So I'm not satisfied with it just being, you know, one person, you know, when, and I don't even know if they're looking for winter or they're looking for the other girl. I'm not even sure. But the fact that all of these people were there, they sat there and recorded her. They didn't offer her any help. To me, it feels like everything was planned. They went down there with the intentions of harming this woman. So, yeah, this case is just sad. It's just really sad, you know. And again, it just, it just goes to show you that you just can never really trust some people. You know, you can think that they're your friends, but are they really your friends? And I don't, you know, and I've heard people like arguing back and forth, like, you know, is that victim blaming, you know, people saying, you know, you got to be careful who you run with. You got to, you know, I think y'all need to stop with these words. I hate the whole victim blaming, victim shaming. It's not about blaming the victim. Nobody is blaming Shanquilla. What you do is that you learn from the mistakes of other people and people's situations. So that way you're not destined to repeat them. Because I think the reason why this has hit home with so many people, including myself, is that we all have been Shanquilla. Let's keep it real. We've all ran with people that we, you know, we had a, a gut instinct, something wasn't right, or they weren't really a real friend, or they weren't really rocking with us. But because you didn't want to feel left out, because, you know, you've invested so much time into this friendship, you don't want to start over, you don't want to have a new group of friends, you keep going with the flow. So it's not about victim shaming. I have been Shanquilla. I have, I could see myself in that situation, but by the grace of God, the people who try to do me wrong didn't take my life. So I don't think it's about victim shaming. I think a lot of us can see ourselves in her. And this is even making a lot of us wake up and really look at the people around us and saying, you know what? Nah, 2023 is a new year. You're not riding with me into this new year. Because her situation has now woken me up to see the snakes in my garden. So y'all stop with that victim blaming shit. Y'all just be trying to type shit on Twitter, trying to sound deep. Nobody's victim blaming. We're all looking at a situation and seeing what we can learn from that, especially for young girls who don't have discernment yet. Because I've been Shanquilla many a times. And I think now that I'm older, I don't really care that much about, you know, people liking me or being in certain friend groups. But that comes with age. This woman was 25 years old. She's young. Probably young to be my child, honestly. She's still young. She was still learning. So if her death prevents the next young girl from saying, you know what? Nah, I'll pass. Something don't feel right. Or makes them, you know, instead of dismissing stuff, because that's what we do sometimes as women. We dismiss a lot of things. We want to see the good in everybody. And from everything I've read about Shanquilla and the person she was, she tried to see the good in people. I even heard that she paid for most of these people's trips. She covered a lot of these people's trips. Just because she wanted everybody to come out and have a good time. I have been that person. So, yeah, I'm definitely staying on top of this case. Um, there needs to be more people held accountable.
I don't care. This wasn't a case of a woman getting beat up and she's in the hospital. This woman is dead. This was a murder. And there were many people there. And the fact that they were all there and nobody even had the nerve, the audacity, or the gall to go to the parents and tell them exactly what happened, they all literally did some type of fucking pact and just flew back to America like it was no big deal. I just couldn't even imagine. I would, I feel bad. Y'all have been with me, some of my tea sippers, when we've been out at the club. I won't even leave somebody at the club to their own device if I see that they've drunk too much or they're kind of out of it. I don't even understand how, because that's always been my mentality. When I go out with people, we all go somewhere together. We all leave together. I mean, I've never been that type of person that I'm going to just leave somebody because I, I've seen things like that happen when I was younger. There was this young girl um, when we were like 14, her and all her friends, they were all out drinking and smoking, you know, doing shit that you shouldn't be doing in the eighth grade. And um, they got into an argument in the car. One of them had their license. So one was like 16. They all got into an argument in the car. And one of the girls, which was my friend's little sister, she jumped out the car. She was mad at her friends. And she walked off into like the woods. They found her dead a few days later. She died of hypothermia. That has always stuck with me from the time I was in eighth grade. You know, from his little sister dying. You do not leave your friend. You can be mad at me. You can cuss me out. You can be upset. The bitch who will be dropping you off at home. Okay. Making sure you get in the house. And if you don't ever want to talk to me again, don't talk to me. But I can never watch a friend like that has traumatized me to this day. That's why when people are like, well, why didn't you just leave old girl? She was drunk. Why? I, I can't. I can't leave people. Because that ended up in the death. This one was like 14, 15. Of somebody freezing to death because she walked away from her friend group. And her friend said, oh, well. And they squirted off in the car. Thinking, they, well, we'll just see you tomorrow. But she was so disoriented. She fell asleep in like the woods. And they found her dead. So I, I say all that to say. I won't even leave people at the bar when they've gotten on my nerves and they're acting unbecoming. So I don't see how people who are friends can fly out of another country knowing that their friend is in a body bag. That does not sit well with me because my whole thing is if we come together, we leave together. So if we're all leaving and my friend is dead. Nobody thought to stay and figure out what's, you know, I just don't get it. Like, these are the worst group of friends I've ever damn seen. They just all flew back without a care in the world. So, again, you know, just, just take this as a lesson. It's definitely not nobody is shaming anything or blaming anything. Just take this as a lesson, you know, and understand that everybody doesn't always have good intentions for you. And sometimes, you know... The most peaceful people, the sweetest people end up getting the raw end of the, of, of, the, of the deal. It's messed up, but that's just how it is sometimes in life. I mean, even watching that fight video, she was not fighting back. 
And she didn't know she was being recorded. So it's not like she's fronting for the camera and trying to act innocent. She didn't know these people were recording her because she's getting beat up. So she doesn't have time to focus on this. She's probably thinking, why is nobody helping me? And they're saying to her, why aren't you fighting? She's like, I don't want to fight. And everybody just sat there. Man, if they don't pull out more, let me stop. Because now I'm getting mad. I'm going to need more than one warrant to be issued. Fuck that. I'm thinking about the video. And all these people, they're just recording and adding, you know what I'm saying, the little, their little ad libs and shit. Why are you not fighting? Why is there not a warrant for his ass? He sat there and watched the murder go down. I'm going to need more warrants to be issued. I want them all arrested, including the people who lied and said that she died of alcohol intoxication when it was clearly murder. More people need to be investigated. Yeah, the story. Yeah, thank you, uh, Rasheem. Like, the, just, the more you think about it, it, just pisses me off more and more. So, you know, maybe let's hope that this first warrant is just the first of many. I'll, I'll give them that grace. Maybe it's just the first of many. And, you know what I'm saying? Throughout the holiday season, we'll get little Christmas presents, which will be a warrant for each person involved. It's ridiculous. Um, let me see here. Zane, did I read this? No, no, I read that one. Never mind. Sorry. Uh, Melo says, people got to stop reposting and laughing at the fight video when someone dies. We see the brutality in it. Thank you for the super chat. I agree. Um, Helen says, T, last week you mentioned people hating on your light and aura. I'm literally dealing with that now. People are leeches. Love from Japan. Thank you so much. Yeah. You know, like I said last week, um, you know, sometimes people always think that jealousy is because of monetary stuff, like, you know, what you have and, you know, as far as like, oh, a nice house or a car or, you know, the latest whatever bag. And that's not always where jealousy brews from, because some of the people who are envious of you, they have just as much. You know, a lot of time that jealousy is because of your light, because you're able to do and accomplish things that they wish they could do. And they don't know how it is that you're able to do what it is that you do. And it bothers their spirit. You know what I'm saying? It bothers them. It gets them mad. It gets them upset. So when you when when people show you who they are and you get that vibe from that person, just cut them off and, and you know, cut your losses Cause it's not worth it because that jealousy, you know, breeds envy and that envy, you know what I mean? Is the green eyed monster and it can bring situations like what happened to this young girl. So it's crazy. Let's see here. Jackie Jane sent five, uh, says love you T. Thank you for talking about Brittany Grinner last time. You are so welcome. Thank you for the super chat. Um, let's see here. La loves says quick pickup on energy and clear the snakes out your yard before you get bit. Exactly. Uh, Miss J says, if a doctor was called, why did the maid have to find her and not the coroner showing up? That's because they're all lying. They're, they're all just lying and trying to, you know, tell different versions of the story. So, but everything's going to eventually come out in the wash. So you guys, on that note, I've been on here for over two hours. I was only supposed to be on here for like an hour and a half. But this was a really good conversation. Um, I want to thank y'all for just spending Thanksgiving Eve with me. I hope you guys enjoyed the stream. We got to hit on a lot of good topics. So you guys have a good Thanksgiving with your family. Stay safe. Y'all know there's a lot of crazy people out here, child. They done shot up Walmart and killed, you know, 
innocent people. It's just a bunch of mess. So like I always tell y'all, pray when y'all leave the house and pray that you come back home safe because everybody doesn't get, you know, get that chance. So just be grateful, you know, for what you have. Your life might not be perfect. You might not be where you want to be at right now in life, but be grateful that you are here to see another day. So on that note, you guys have a happy Thanksgiving with y'all's family and I will talk to y'all later. Bye.